Welcome back, listeners. This is the Fan at Wagme Fantasy Football Podcast. Sorry. And today we're going to be talking about our mid-range wide receiver targets for the 2022 fantasy football season. We're just excited because it's Friday. You yes. know, Wagme Fantasy Friday. And so <laughs> Wagme Wednesday, we got Wagme Fantasy Friday. Um, so Wednesday, we did zero running back strategy. Um, your middle round, your round three to seven running back targets that you should look at. Um, as guys that can anchor down your running back position and perhaps make it less of a weakness and more of uh, holding their own, um, especially if you have strong groups and wide receivers, tight end quarterbacks early on. Today, we're going to flip it around. We're going to do, well, what if you say, fuck the wide receiver position, you go running backs heavy early on, maybe you grab a quarterback or tight end in the first four rounds, um, and you're sitting at round five to round eight, and you really don't have your wide receiver core intact at all, who are the guys that are going to turn this weakness into a strength? And who can you depend on to be in your starting lineup week in, week out? Yes. Yeah, so we, I have a guy starting off in round five. So I think I'll start because your first guy yeah. is a round six guy. Um, so hopefully by this point, maybe you've gone two running backs and a tight end and a receiver maybe, and you have your wide receiver one. I think that Mike Williams going in round five is a great wide receiver too. Um, you really want your wide receiver one to be more of the consistent uh, stud higher. Yeah. I mean, of course you want a stud, but if you go running back heavy, you may not get the stud. You may need to look for a guy who's going to be, um, who's going to have a higher floor, lower ceiling Deontay kind Johnson. of guy. Yeah. Exactly. Keenan Allen. A lot of receptions. Not um, Keenan Allen because we're drafting Mike. Williams. Yeah. You don't want Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the same team. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, as your wide receiver too, Mike Williams offers you that volatile 160 yards on five catches for two touchdowns games from uh, Justin Herbert, who's going to throw absolute piss missiles to him all season long. Um, he was a wide receiver too throughout the first five games of 2021, um, and he ended sixth in red zone targets. Um, this only resulted in, oh boy, the number is escaping me. I think six touchdowns from red zone targets for Mike Williams. He scored more of them outside of the red zone. It felt like um, he had nine total touchdowns. Okay, so six so could be right. Maybe it is right. Regardless, yeah. he was a red zone favorite yeah. for Justin Herbert, yeah. and that's important. Exactly on a high powered offense. Other than other than Austin Eckler, he was <laughs> the red zone target in in this offense. Um, so Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, extremely high-powered offense, 16 yards per catch for Mike Williams. That's just absurd. Um, he's going to give you those volatile weeks. So if you're able to get him as your wide receiver too, he will win you weeks with these performances. In these. best ball, Mike Williams is probably like a, considered a wide receiver one. Finished yeah. as a wide, the wide receiver 11 last year or 12. And he really he fell off in the back half of the season too. So that just goes to show how – Big his yeah big when his be. spikes are up they're really up and um I like Mike Williams a lot this year I have him outpacing Keenan Allen and fantasy points touchdowns um receiving yards it's just that Keenan Allen is that guy the chain mover you know yeah. the the guy that's going to catch the ball on third down for seven yards um Keenan's the stable receiver in this offense who's going to be moving the chains. Um, Mike Williams is a big splash play receiver. And I think as Justin Herbert continues to mature, we're going to see him take more and more shots because he's going to feel more comfortable mm -hmm. 
throwing it downfield really far. He, he already is one of the best downfield throwers. Um, Mike Williams is one of the best downfield threats at the receiver position at 6'4", 220 pounds. He's a matchup nightmare with speed. Um, so I see good things happening for Mike Williams in the essence that he's going to catch a lot of 30 plus yard touchdowns this yeah. year. Um, he's, he is somebody that I would prefer as my wide receiver two compared to my wide receiver one, just because of that volatility, he's going to leave you up to dry, um, a couple weeks and maybe a lot of weeks actually, but he's going to have five guys or five games with 25, 30 plus points. And those are the moments that you're like, yes, I got my guy. That's why I did and it. Thank God I did. Cause he won me that week. And I feel like getting those crucial wins when one player carries, carries you on their back is more important than stagnant, stable production. Sometimes stability wins championships, mm -hmm. but if you need those week to week wins, if you're scraping to make playoffs, you need a guy like Mike Williams. You need somebody with a big glove to deliver the knockout punch. That's an interesting stack too, would be Williams and Herbert. Cause I think more commonly you'd see Williams and, or uh, sorry, Keenan Allen and Herbert. If I, you could pull it I off, just but. wouldn't like spending two top five round yeah. picks on a duo. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm not a big on the stacks, especially in just standard leagues. Um, well, not standard, but PPR um, instead of best ball. Best ball is better for stacks. I try to avoid them. But I'm going to turn to a guy right around the same ADP, and that's Cortland Sutton. He's going four wide receiver spots later than Mike Williams. Mike Williams was wide receiver 21. Sutton's a wide receiver 25. Sutton's going in the back half of the sixth round um, or late of the – actually late fifth, early sixth. Um, look, Cortland Sutton is the deep threat for Russell Wilson. Good things happen. Sutton had a 15.7 yard ADOT in 2021. That was the second highest in the league. Wow, I really choked on those words there. <laughs> Took me a while. Uh, but Russell had the highest air yards per attempt at 10.1 yards per attempt. Um, and I think that's significant because Corlin Sutton is the deep threat. Jerry Judy is going to be the quote unquote underneath guy here. I like Sutton. Sutton's another guy like Mike Williams. Um, that's going to be the more volatile of the two, I feel like. Um, but he's definitely, he definitely has a wide receiver one finish in his range of outcomes. I think a thousand yards and double digit touchdowns is a good probability that both happen. Um, I would nearly say it's certain that one of those two things will happen. I could see him finish with eight, nine touchdowns or 950 yards and 15 touchdowns, something like that. But he finished as wide receiver 19 in 2019. He had three games over 23 points last year and an utterly lost season for the passing attack in Denver. He's now paired up with arguably the best downfield thrower in the league in Russell Wilson, who's mature enough to know to take those shots downfield. I really like Sutton's chances of outperforming his low end to low end mm -hmm. wide receiver two to high end wide receiver three price tag by a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jerry Judy is not someone I'm too concerned about. After hearing reports out of Denver, it seems like Sutton is uh, Wilson's favorite target in the offense. But we also know that those early uh, offseason reports are never too accurate. I don't considering, even pay attention to them. Yeah, Jamar Chase couldn't catch the ball last year is what we thought, and then he had 1,800 yards. They fooled us to let him go yeah. up like wide receiver 30. Mm -hmm. um, now, I think Sutton definitely has the 
an, ed, an edge on Jerry Judy to be the favorite of Russell Wilson doesn't have anything to do with talent. It's just cosmetics as a player. Cortland Sutton matches up. Better. Yeah. Six, five, two thirty, yeah. jump ball specialist. Um, he's a little more mature in his career. Uh, I prefer Sutton over Judy. Um, you can't go wrong with either. I think this year, who would be your round five to six target as your wide receiver too? I'd, I'd be looking. So I talked about Mike Williams, who is a round five guy, but I have a round six guy here in Brandon cooks. Um, he's going as the 22nd receiver off the board, 62nd overall. Um, this is a guy who's six time thousand yard receiver. He does it on every team he goes to. He's been a thousand yard receiver on four different teams. Um, so it really doesn't, what that shows you is it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Um, he had a rookie last year in, um, Davis mills, and he was able to put up absurd numbers again, ninth in air yards, ninth in target share in 2021. Um, and then the last four games, he really turned it on with mills who started to get a little more comfortable, feel the rhythm of the NFL. And over those four games, cooks averaged 15 points per game, um, which is, which were great numbers. He was a top 10 receiver for the end of the season, um, out of those four games, um, mills has shown that he's capable and, he will be, he will make mistakes as a second year guy. He wasn't drafted with a, a high prospect. People didn't expect him to be a starting quarterback his rookie year. And that's how things worked out. And he made the most of it. And Cooks made the most of that situation as well. Um, I think he's going to be extremely reliable, reliable again. He's the kind of guy where you expect him to have a safer floor. Um, he will provide uh, boom leaks as well. He's he's done that throughout the history of his career. He drops uh, 150 yards and two touchdowns. Last uh, year he had some big big yeah, games. Yeah, he did. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but yeah, he had big games last year. I don't see that falling off the face of the earth. I think it actually increases because Mills. I wouldn't be surprised if he got better. It's what should happen. He shouldn't regress in his second year. Yeah, I really like Brandon Cooks. He's somebody that I've always been very fond on but have honestly never owned in fantasy yeah. football. He's never been on one of my teams, but he's somebody that, oh, I wish he was on my team because he's such a good player, um, a diamond in the rough in Houston. As my wide receiver, too, I really like Brandon Cooks, especially in the late fifth, early sixth round. Um, I think he – I've heard so – I think it was the CBS guys – saying that Brandon Cooks has the upside to finish as a wide receiver one. Honestly, I don't see that upside happening. A, a lot would have to go in favor of Cooks, but I definitely see him as a safe wide receiver too. He does have Nico Collins and John Mechie John and Breven Jordan, as well as um, alternatives in the passing game, but none of them are on Brandon Cooks level. Cooks is a solidified pro bowler. He's an elite wide receiver talent-wise in a shitty situation, but I think he definitely shines through the cracks. I think he's a, a, a safe wide receiver too, if you can manage. Yeah, I don't think I don't see a world where barring any injuries, he finishes outside of wide receiver two territory. Yeah. I think that his there is upside to finish, you know, 10, 11, 12, maybe, um, given his capabilities. But yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't draft him thinking this is a guy who is going to be. Yeah, I think he's appropriately priced, if not a little low at wide receiver 22. I think uh, there is a low end wide receiver, too, according to yeah. the price. So I think he's a little higher. Than I that. think he's a mid tier. I think he's mid tier yeah. wide receiver, too. Um, I'm going to go later in the sixth round and talk about Darnell Mooney. This is my guy. Like you have Elijah Mitchell. I got Darnell. <laughs> um, Darnell is going 
in the early sixth round at wide receiver 27. Last year, he was a wide receiver 23 overall. Um, from week nine on, he was averaging over 15 points per game, and he was a wide receiver 13 during that time. He had 140 targets on the year. There's no A-Rob anymore, and although Allen Robinson didn't do anything on the field last year, he looked like a big can of turds or something. The name's gone um, now. Yeah, but not even statistically. Darnell Mooney averaged 1.6 more targets per game without A-Rob, and that's another catch a game. That's another two points you can add on to his bottom line. Um, bottom line is he is Justin Fields' number one target, and a new scheme with Luke Getze, uh, offensive guru. Um, so one of the younger head coaches now. And everything is going to benefit him from that change. Fields is progressing well. There's a lot of reports that he looks legit during Bears training camp. Those beat reporters like gassing up their own, own team, though. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it's better than hearing negative news, right? Yeah. Um, good news is better than bad news, if you want to simplify that equation. Better than no news as well. I think, and Darnell, just by scarcity, um, Cole Komet's arguably the second receiving option. Yeah. Maybe Velas Jones, a 25-year-old rookie, who I think is getting too much slander. He is a good player. There's a reason why he went in the third round. Um, due to scarcity and the volume that Darnell Mooney sees, he could very well lead the league in targets. He could be similar to Deontay Johnson in that aspect um, where it's hard to accumulate points, but they come. He's got a very safe floor. I think top 15 is finishes in his range of outcomes. In fact, in, in a higher probability than most people want to give him credit. I think as your third wide receiver at wide receiver 27 in round six or seven, I've been getting him late seventh round, even seven 11 was yeah. where I got him twice. Now um, Darnell is going to be a stud. I think buy him while you can, because I have seen his price, his ADP starting to rise. I think come August, He's going to be going in in the same group as Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams. He's, he's going to start floating up there. So if you're drafting now, take him. Um, four touchdowns last year, right? Four touchdowns each of the first two years, which is the only knack at him is that he can't find the end zone. But he, he finished as wide receiver 23 with only four touchdowns yeah. last year. If he scores six, you know, he's looking at top 20 territory yeah. easily. No, I agree. And I think the touchdowns may – come a little more frequently this year because Justin Fields is hopefully settled a little more in and no longer Matt Nagy um, calling the shots in Chicago. So those two things could favor Darnell Mooney's touchdown performance. So, so far we've gone through two guys each. You have given the boom bus guy and Mike Williams. So have I in a way with Portland Sutton. I think both are very similar. Um, and then we give both really strong receivers on bad teams, Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney. Cooks is a seasoned veteran. Um, we've seen what he can produce. Now go back into the old gold you yeah. have next. Our next two guys are complete opposites as well. Yep. But um, So, yeah, round seven, uh, you can get a guy out of Thielen, uh, 30th receiver off the board, 70th overall. Um Every single year, Adam Thielen is discounted and then finishes higher than where you're drafting. It's what he does. Um, a stat that we've brought up before, uh, this was Collins' finding, actually. Um, percent of targets, targets resulting in a touchdown in 2019, 12.5%, 2020, 13%, and 2021, 10.5%. Um, he's going to maintain a 21% target share in this offense. 
And with that high um, percentage of targets resulting in touchdowns, uh, you're going to see those boom bust sweep from Thielen as well. He's not really a, a seven yard per catch guy where you just use him to pick up first downs. Touchdown he, magnet. He's a touchdown magnet. It's what Kirk Cousins uses him for. Um, being a Jefferson owner last year, it was upsetting, but um, I don't see myself taking Jefferson this year. I really want to run back in the first round. I mean, it's not a bad pick. I'll be taking Jettis. Okay, I'm just going to go out, say it on air. That way I don't question myself again. <laughs> I'm taking Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup, and I'm gonna if I can't get my hands on Austin Eckler or Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry, I am going to go Jettis if that's the fourth overall over pick. Over the next running back. Yep, up, I'm not taking Najee CMC. I'm not CMC, taking okay. Dalvin Cook. I'll take the Jettis, mm-hmm. but let's go back to focusing on yeah. Adam Thielen. Sorry, I just wanted to That's okay. get that I off know. my chest. I understand. <laughs> big, big Jettis guy over here. Um, but, yeah, I think that he's discounted again. He's going to score touchdowns again. Um, you're going to get a guy in the seventh round who can perform as a wide receiver, too, on your team. He's done it almost every year that he's played in the league. He hasn't had a 1,000-yard receiving season in the, out of the last three seasons. Before that, he had a 1,200 and a 1,300-yard year. But um, two seasons ago, he was injured. This last season, injured again. He had like 900-something yards yeah. this year. It was I, close. It was close. I like see people on Twitter like freaking out about Adam Thielen. They're worried about him. Like, oh, avoid him at all costs. Mm-hmm. What cost? You're drafting him at wide receiver 30 in the seventh, eighth round. You're drafting him as your wide receiver three. Um, he is a guy as your wide receiver two. He's going to be performing volatilely. But um, th- if he smooths that out throughout, if you take a line through his peaks and his valleys, He's going to be in that wide receiver two to high end wide receiver three range. I all it takes is three for 50 and a touchdown from Thielen, which happens more almost every game for him. Yeah, he had 10 touchdowns in 13 games. Like he's going to score almost a touchdown per game uh, in 2022. And I think that should be recognized. They're quit, quit knocking on Thielen. He's good. In round seven, um, there is a lower hit rate, and those who can hit. At a high, those who can make an elite pick in this round five to eight room in the wide receiver mm-hmm. position last year, it was Cooper Cup in round five. He stole the, the league Debo. for many people, Debo Samuel. Um, I don't think Adam Thielen's a guy that's going to give you a top 10 season, um, but he's a guy that's still a high functioning piece to a high functioning offense. You talk about Kevin O'Connell, the new coach, four wide receiver sets. It's going to open the field up for him. And Thielen's still the wide receiver, too. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Um, I just, like, I don't get why people are yeah. saying Thielen's going to fall off a cliff. Yeah, he's getting old. but Everybody gets there's old. No, there's, no, there's no signs that he's really in danger of ending his career anytime soon. And if he's on the field, he's a touchdown magnet. He's always known how to do it. He's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. He's a grinder. So, yeah, our guys are really opposite as our third guys. I'll go into my guy. He's going in round eight, wide receiver 39, 91st overall. That is the rookie, the top wide receiver in this draft, Drake London, the top wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, just due to scarcity, Pitts is the only other imposing receiver. Pitts will probably carve out like a 25% target share. But London's probably going to match that. He's due to scarcity. There's no other receivers worthwhile mentioning. Um, he's going to get a large target share. 
And even though Marcus Mariota is his quarterback, I'm really not concerned. Mariota, wow, Mariota, yeah, wow. Marcus supported Rashard mm-hmm. Matthews in 2017 as the wide receiver 21. That was the highest finisher. So that is a little bit of a red flag when you're talking about um, just how much can a quarterback hold back a receiver? It will hold him back, but at wide receiver 39, there's great value. Drake London, 6'4", with a 6'7", catch radius. He's got great body control and contested catch ability. One of the best receivers I've seen play at the collegiate level as of recently. His ceiling is, due to Mariota, his ceiling is capped as a low-end wide receiver, too, but um, his volume and his end zone targets are going to warrant that flex slash wide receiver three territory. Yeah, I think that just the fact that he is the only other receiving option in this offense, he's going to get a ton of volume. Mariota's going to have to throw the ball to somebody, and that somebody's going to be Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And Drake London is the type of guy that you want to be able to throw passes to. You don't have to be accurate. He's massive. He's going to be able to just reach out with one hand and catch the ball that's five feet away from him because he has that type of wingspan and athleticism. He really is. Yeah. Um, I, I I am not big on Mariota or uh, Desmond Ritter for that matter, but um, yeah, it's a piss poor option. But fuck, passes gonna, are going to be they're going to have to. Okay, so Atlanta's going to have to go on offense for four downs every single time they go out, unless they opt to turn it over yeah. first play. Um, in those four plays, you look at your options are Cordero Patterson. Um, Tyler I'm just learning players' names today, Me too. man. <laughs> I need water. Um, but Kyle Pitts, and then like I don't even know. <laughs> Olamide. Yeah, exactly. Olamide Zacchaeus. And so just listen, that scarcity is gonna give Drake London a lot of volume. He's probably like I could see a world where he gets double-digit targets every game just because yeah. they don't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, they're that poor, and I think he's very talented. And he's got promise to finish with 10 touchdowns on the year. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think eight's going to happen? Yes. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I also think it's a possibility that they dress up Calvin Ridley in a Drake London jersey and yeah. you're set. So I've been going with younger guys to target. You're going with old but gold. And who's your last nugget? Yeah, round nine, I like the vets who have done it before, and Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, uh, 42nd receiver off the board, 101 overall. Um, he's been an ever-consistent receiver in Los Angeles. Um, great floor every single year. He caught, he was he was never the big play guy like a Mike Williams, or like a, uh, he's not going to drop you 40, but he'll, he'll get you 15 week in and week out, and that's exactly what you need for a guy coming in late rounds. Uh, maybe your wide receiver two goes down. You have Robert Woods because he's going in the ninth to 10th round. You can get him so cheap and he is a great, just plug it in. If you have an injury or a bye week or even a consistent starter in your flex, it's he's going to give you points no matter what um, he's, he's down this far in ADP because of his ACL tear of the, of last season and the trade also to Tennessee caused him to drop because he's going from Matt Stafford, an elite quarterback to Tannehill, who's just like mediocre, middle of the pack quarterback. I'd say a little on the back half, honestly, in my opinion, Um, his only competition in the receiving game, it's not Derrick Henry because he doesn't really catch passes. It's Traylon Burks and he has asthma. Um, (laughs) So 
I think I can run uh, for a longer duration of time than Traylon Burks, which is sad because I've been uh, I haven't really ran in years. But um, yeah, there's reports of this guy not being able to make it through practice. They were worried that he was out of shape. They couldn't. There were there was no real answer. And then all of a sudden, we hear he has asthma. I'm I'm kind of shying away from him. I'm more high on Robert Woods this year. Um, I don't think Traylon Burks having asthma is that big of a deal, but <laughs> no. it, it's m- making him miss important reps during training camp as yeah. a rookie. So both these guys, Woods and Burks, are trying to gain a rapport with Tannehill. Yep, and completely new receiving core. I think Robert Woods is the most sustained player out of the trio of new guys, Woods, Burks, and then Austin Hooper. And I I think that matters. It's very significant to Ryan Tannehill, who is also a very veteran quarterback at this point. He needs dependable, dependable guys. And I think Robert Woods is that guy. Um, did you mention the like nasty videos of him yeah, running routes? I, I had a note saying yeah. disgusting videos of him running routes. He's looking like his old self. Um, his cuts look good, and he's about seven months removed from an ACL tear. Yeah. Give him another three months until season start, and I think he's ready to go. He's ready to rock and roll. Yeah, season wide receiver is exactly what a mediocre mediocre quarterback would need when he has a completely new receiving core. You want a guy who knows what to do. He's not your big play guy, but he'll be there and be reliable for Tannehill at all times. It's what Robert Woods is. Um, His efficiency has dropped over the past two seasons, going from 14 to 12 to 10 yards per catch. Um, but I think that that is because of the emergence of Cooper Cup and you know and Brandon Cooks too, yeah. two guys that are more vertical yeah. than him. I I like Bobby Trees a lot as my yeah. wide receiver three. I don't know. I mean, he's he, just, he could be your four going. He in. could, yeah. But that would refute um, zero wide receiver strategy unless if you really stack them up yeah. late. Um, I I like so a lot of these guys. I guess I'll save this for after I'm done with my next guy. But a lot of these guys we're making the case for as your wide receiver two or three. Um, I'd feel much more comfortable if they're my wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you choose to stack up running backs early on, if you choose to get Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, some elite tight end, these are guys as your wide receiver two, as your wide receiver three that aren't going to do much, but it's very honest work. You know, mm-hmm. Bobby trees is somebody that it's going to go out there, get you five catches for 57 yards in a week and keep your team afloat. Um, championship teams. I say this almost every episode, you don't need heroes. You don't need guys who are going to score 40 points in a week. You, need you just a need guys. You just need great, consistent yeah. effort from everybody and Bobby trees is a championship caliber guy. He's somebody that I would love on my team as my depth piece at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so now I'm going to flip it over. You're sticking to the old, but gold and true, the tried and true receivers that you can depend on. I'm throwing blind darts, um, with my eyes open, you know, <laughs> that makes sense. Into the wind, yep. uh, underwater. Corlin Sutton's a guy that I think high upside, high risk. Um, that's going to pay off. Darnell Mooney's safe guy with high high um, risk as well. Safe guy with high upside, I should put it. And Drake London's another guy where his range of outcomes is all over the place. I'm going to go with another guy that whose range of outcomes is all over the place that I just see killing it this year. That's Kadarius Tony. 
He's going at wide receiver 47 in the 10th round. So he doesn't cost you much. Um, he's likely going to be your wide receiver four, maybe your wide receiver five. If he goes zero wide receiver, fuck, he could be your wide receiver three. I think yeah. that's really risky, though. Um, considering Daniel, the biggest pitfall to him is Daniel Jones as his quarterback. Um, that I posted this morning on Twitter. What's stopping Kadarius Tony from being a top 30 receiver? And I'll tell you why you're wrong. And there are multiple responses that Daniel Jones is the only reason that he can't be. Um, look, things have smoothed out in New York since last year. They're finally all healthy. They have a new offensive line, pretty much four new starters. And that's that group rated as the 30th best in the league. So you can't get much worse. Um, they address that. They get healthy pieces in Kenny Galladay, Kadarius, Tony himself. Wandale. Um, Wandale's there as well. Saquon's healthy and Sterling Shepard is coming off an Achilles tear. He's not going to be the top target to start the year. Um, I think Kadarius Tony is the top target in New York. Things have smoothed out for him over the off season. He had the off the field reports that were concerning. No longer the case. New York says he's, he's his, his head is there. He's in it. He had the seventh highest target rate last year. 29% of his routes ran. He was targeted on. Um, that's pretty incredible for a rookie. It's very few mm-hmm. players as of recently have ever done that. Um, he had one week as a top five wide receiver, and he simply passes the eye test for me as a star in, a make, in the making. Kadarius Tony's electric with the ball in his hands. I think he's the second best playmaker in New York's offense, only behind Saquon Barkley. Um, last year he had four games with nine plus targets and he played in only 10 games total. So he's shaping up to be the wide receiver one in New York. When he's on the field, he's targeted simply as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like, I like the kid. He, he's, showed, alpha. He, he's shown flashes. Yeah. He literally looks like a swamp creature. He's <laughs> from Florida. He's a Florida Gator. He literally looks like a Florida Gator. Yeah. He's a beast. I love him. He's super great after the catch too um maybe the second best behind Debo in my opinion dude he's so electric like like, that game against New Orleans he only had I don't know like not many yards like 50 60 yards and maybe seven catches or something Mm -hmm. like that but he's just making people look stupid everywhere his cuts are really precise when he's in space um he's good things happen and this year we mentioned it in our previous episode brian dables a head coach mm-hmm. uh offensive coordinator for buffaloes high-powered offense over the last three years and mike kafka's the offensive coordinator who's been the quarterback coach with patrick mahomes and tyreek hill like these coaches know how to use personnel and it, it all just comes back to daniel jones and I we've seen it in his rookie year. He was a really good rookie quarterback filling in for Eli Manning these past two years. Not so much. I think he just has to not shit his pants. And Kadarius Tony is a top 30 wide receiver. I love Kadarius because last year, um, my receiver, it was a three receiver league. And I had Kadarius Tony up off the way where the week beforehand. And I had Cooper cup and Justin Jefferson um, and Calvin Ridley. So Calvin Ridley had just, retired from football for the season and Justin Jefferson was on by. So I had Cooper cup and I had no one. Jerry Judy was injured. He was like my fourth receiver. So I picked up Kadarius Tony and I played him and he went 10 for 189 and won me my week single-handedly. I got extremely lucky there. 
uh, to actually play him in his only in his big game of the Not season. Luck, skill, skill. I got yeah. I knew that he was I, dropping almost two hundred yards. Extremely in his... <laughs> skillful for this week. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, I really hope it happens for Kadarius. I do think he's a great player. Um, you're right, he's electric, and it, the stars are aligning that he could be the wide receiver one in this. Offense. So looking at our list, we each have four guys. Um, my guys are more volatile. They got wider range of outcomes. Darnell Mooney is the only guy that I would say is a safe floor top 30 wide receiver. Um, I do too, but again, he could be the third receiving option yeah. in that offense. You just don't know. Or the great transition couldn't just might fall off the tracks yeah. for them. A lot is changing in that offense. Um, your guys are seasoned vets that you can get in the high um, single digit rounds, yeah. round six through nine. Um, and then Mike Williams a little bit earlier than that. Um, so yeah, there's, you can go two ways drafting these middle round wide receivers. And I think you can still have a high hit rate. With yeah. Them. It depends on what you already have. Like yeah. if you have a solid wide receiver one, you can target the volatile wide receiver too. But if you don't, you really want to get the consistency. I think in my opinion, this isn't best ball. This is redraft you you have to win every week with the guys that you put into your roster you don't want two receivers that are going to show up and drop zero points or so two points i will do this real quick um i'll give you a receiver as your wide receiver one and who out of your list of guys or our total list of guys would you target as your wide receiver two so say you have deontay johnson you drafted him in the fourth round he's my um, wide receiver one he's your wide receiver one you have that floor guy Who's your wide receiver two? I really want Mike Williams or Cortland Sutton, I think, because yeah. Deontay Johnson's, it, he's like the epitome of a consistent receiver. Him and Robert Woods, I guess, would be the two that come to mind. And then once you have that, you want the guy who can win you the week. Um, and I think Mike Williams and Cortland Sutton, just in their offenses, elite quarterbacks, deep threats, big guys are going to score 30 yard touchdowns consistently, honestly. Um, yeah, you really want that volatile receiver as you do. So okay, so um, say you accidentally clicked the wrong button and drafted AJ Brown um, as my wide receiver one. Yep. Who is your wide receiver two be then? Oh, I see. He is a volatile wide receiver one, and I don't feel comfortable with him in any drafts. Um, I'm gonna look at yours and mine. I'd say Cooks. I yeah, I like Brandon Cooks, Cooks in that situation. Cooks, Cooks is my 100% yeah. right answer forget the rest because he's trying true yeah i wouldn't my guy. second pick would be mooney but cooks i think you just you really want the consistency there and i think that cooks even has the big game potential too so all I, right um let's wrap it up i feel like this one's a little bit longer all right thanks for listening follow us on twitter and tiktok at wag me fantasy i'm gonna try and get a facebook page running up soon um that way i can interact with our fans more directly i just have never used facebook and i fucking hate it tried setting it up once before almost broke my computer visit our website www.wagmefantasy.com subscribe to our free newsletter it's worth it winning with wagme it'll show you the insight of a competitive manager year in year out um yeah we are done happy friday enjoy your weekend